Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, I want to talk about the questions that matter. And more specifically, I want to talk about which questions we can ask ourselves or should be asking ourselves as athletes um, that help us define our goals, help us uh, see a clear pathway to success, um, help uh, or allow our athletic pursuits or the pursuit of our fullest potential add value to our lives. Um, and uh, But before I dive into that, uh, I want to uh, go through a few housekeeping things. Um, first and foremost, um, as always, please uh, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. I realize that anyone who listens to podcasts, myself included, um, we always hear that message, uh, but I want to reiterate it. Um, it really is the lifeblood of podcasts. So if you're listening to this episode or have listened to any of our other episodes, take a moment on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on and subscribe, uh, rate it um, positively, hopefully. But even if not, say something, let us know what you think. Any feedback is good feedback. Um, And share it with a friend. Um, This podcast is is um, is something that I am very passionate about. I believe very, very strongly in helping athletes um, uh, build the tools and knowledge uh, and relationships uh, that they need to pursue their full potential, so much so that I've made it my life's work. Um, and this podcast is part of uh, part of that toolbox for athletes and part of that knowledge um, that... Um, that I'm working to to deliver to to athletes to uh, to you know driven individuals entrepreneurs business owners um, I think it's uh, what we talk about on endurance minded uh, is uh, is broad reaching um, so take a moment and uh, rate subscribe share it with a friend I would really appreciate it um, and again I know you hear it all the time but do it for us. Um, Lastly, uh, or or secondly, um, check out the new Endurance Minded website. Uh, I've mentioned this on a few of the past episodes, but um, we uh, we have a new web presence for the podcast. Uh, also, have new way uh, to engage with us. There's a comment section. Uh, I would love to hear from everybody. We've gotten some great feedback. We've gotten some great questions. Uh, a lot of that is uh, what I base uh, uh, different episodes on or try to look for uh, for guests that can help us get at some of these answers that you guys um, uh, uh, are, are asking. So um, enduranceminded.com and, uh, and go check it out. Uh, we're continuing to refine uh, and build on uh, that space so it can be uh, a really engaging experience uh, for everyone who listens to the podcast outside of the recorded episodes. Uh, but scroll to the bottom of that page and drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear, how we can help you. Um, again, this podcast stems from... Um, from my passion and then our collective passion with the Thomas Endurance Coaching team um, to provide athletes the tools, uh, knowledge, and relationships they need to pursue their goals. So um, if we can do that in any 
way possible, please let us know. So that's the housekeeping stuff. Um, real quick, just uh, uh, rate, subscribe, share the podcast, and then check out the new website and let us know what you think uh, and leave us a comment there. Um, so when you got some free time, um, when you're taking a break from your Zoom calls, working from home, um, spend it uh, digging into the podcast and, uh, and letting us know what you think. So now back to the episode. Um, so I want to talk about the questions that matter and, and where this is coming from is conversations that we've been having with our coaching team at Thomas Endurance Coaching about, um, about how we can help athletes, what we've learned from the last year, um, where we're at currently with our trajectory as athletes, uh, what our athletes are looking to accomplish. And as we had more and more of these conversations, and I listened to our team and our group of, of massively talented coaches, I started to realize that when we talked about the things that really mattered, and we talked about how we were helping athletes uh, reach their full potential, stay motivated, um, stay driven, stay focused, uh, navigate the highs and lows of life and everything that's going on in the world. Um, I noticed that we weren't talking about training. We weren't talking about workouts. Uh, we weren't really talking about the prescriptive side of, of training uh, and being an athlete and then even the prescriptive aspect of uh, our job as coaches. We were talking about all of these other questions, all of these other ways that we were positioning um, how we help athletes uh, reach their full potential. So what I'm going to do on this episode is expand on, on this idea. And I, I'm going to talk about um, defining our goals, uh, our pathway to success, what it looks like to reach our full potential. But I'm going to do that without talking about training. So I'm not going to mention workouts. Uh, I'm not going to mention uh, training plans, periodization, you know, any of these kind of classic, again, prescriptive aspects of being an athlete. Uh, I'm not going to mention those. And, and that may or may not sound foreign to you, but it really flies in the face of how we've classically approached um, athletic identity, uh, our goals as athletes. Um, you know, we talk about, okay, I have, uh, have an outcome-based goal, something I want to accomplish. I need uh, a certain amount of fitness and specificity to get there. And then we get straight to writing workouts, executing workouts, understanding what the training plan looks like, that's, that's an important piece. There has to be fitness involved for sure. Um, but what really struck me is that we were having conversations internally with our coaching group. And when we really started to talk about um, how we were moving the needle for athletes, we never talked about training. Uh, we didn't talk about training plans, workouts, and so on. So it got me thinking about what are the questions that matter? Uh, and what do we keep coming back to as, uh, as a coaching group, uh, as coaches? And then where do I think, you know, in my experience, where have I seen the most progress made? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over five questions um, with the goal of 
contextualizing um, what matters most. And then knowing that kind of once we once we answer these questions or once we outline these questions, then we can move to the training. Uh, then we can move to workouts, to the prescriptive aspect. But what happens so often uh, is that we fast forward through this type of thinking, uh, through some of the hard questions. Um, and, and that really... Um, it really discredits the process, uh, and it short it sets us up as athletes for short term success, but but so often not long term growth, um, and that growth is what we're looking for, and that's where I see the value for me personally uh, in in athleticism, is that it facilitates a level of growth um, and understanding. Um, in both uh, the the you know pursuit of our athletic goals, but also in other areas of our life um, that are that are intrinsically valuable. So I'll dive in. Uh, I'm going to expand on these questions uh, again. I hope they're helpful, but I really think this is a very very interesting way to think about um, how we pursue um, our goals as athletes. So question number one. What does your team need to look like? So I'm not talking about uh, your cycling team, your running team, your you know group ride, your club that you're a part of. That might be part of it, but I want to think about teams, or I think it's important to think about teams in terms of everyone that's involved in the process. So when we embark on any goal or... or, or even let's back up from that athleticism and the pursuit of our goals is inherently selfish. There is a component of it that requires us to, to make time for ourselves, which is not a bad thing, but, but it means that we have to give up time or sacrifice time somewhere else. So we need buy-in from the people around us. Um, and that's, that's the team. So when we think about our goals and what do we want to, what we want to accomplish, what does that team need to look like? So is it a partner? Is it our uh, kids? Is there a coach involved? Uh, is there uh, a physical therapist? Is there a dietitian? Um, is there a group of athletes that we can surround ourselves with that are with that are going to provide us the right balance of extrinsic motivation um, and accountability? So so we want to think about, Every, everybody that's involved. And I think it's a good idea to, to write those down and, and really think about who you need around you um, to create the level of or facilitate the level of success um, and growth that you would like to, to have as an athlete. Again, if so often as athletes, we start with the prescriptive and we think about... Um, we think about our, our path, we think about our, uh, our road to success as being purely built on the execution of workouts, and that's, uh, and that's something that we do individually, so we don't think about our team. Well, when we're doing those workouts, there's a team of people around us, or at least there should be, that's helping support the execution of that particular activity. So, you know, that could be everything from... Um, from you know the teachers at your kids' school allowing your kids to uh, or enabling your kids to stay 
late for after school care while you get in a workout, uh, a partner uh, shifting responsibilities so that you can uh, that you can work out. Um, you know, a coach writing you the right training plan, understanding how to help you navigate the outside responsibilities that you have uh, with uh, your goals as an athlete. So it really is all encompassing. There's lots of people involved and lots of touch points. So think about what that team needs to look like. And ultimately that boils down to relationships. And if you've listened to this podcast at all, and if you've listened to anything that we put out with TEC, you know that relationships is something that we uh, we believe very, very strongly in. Uh, it is a, a pillar and a cornerstone uh, of our company, of our philosophy as coaches. So this boils down to relationships. And, you, and it's good to understand, first, that we're not in it alone, uh, and two, that we need, we need relationships and we need a team to facilitate our growth. So question number one, what's your team need to look like? Question number two, what does your roadmap need to look like? So again, so often we, we get to the work of quote-unquote training, um, and we don't think about uh, or take the time to reflect on the roadmap. And, and when I say roadmap, I'm not talking about the frequency of your workouts, your training plan, when you have off days, when you're goal events or uh, peak fitness is going to be reached. I'm talking about from from A to B or A to Z, what does the organization of your life and your priorities need to look like to facilitate the level of growth that you're uh, hoping for? So again, now we're talking about uh, an all hands on deck approach, right? It's not just you executing a training plan. The roadmap is, um, you know, how do I, uh, how do I set myself up for success on a daily basis? Do I need to get more sleep? Do I need to work on when I eat dinner? Do I need to, uh, try to get up early to get a workout in? Do I need to manage my work schedule and my expectations, uh, and my goals and my professional and personal life to be able to, to navigate these things? So the roadmap, you know, we can think about this pathway or this road that curves through all of the many things that we have to accomplish, right? So if in order to, to satisfy the necessary requirements uh, on the athletic side, we have to navigate all the other things, right? We have to, uh, we have to get up in the morning. We need to, to you know, eat breakfast. We need to hydrate properly. We need to, uh, we need to go to work. We need to be sharp. Uh, we need to uh, to give to the other relationships in our lives that are important, that are a part of that team that I mentioned for question number one. So think about that roadmap. What's it actually going to take? Um, wh- what does that roadmap need to look like in order for you to to maintain sustainable growth? And that's another key piece is that let's not think about things for how much can I put up with for 8, 12, or 16 weeks uh, to reach this goal, let's think about things through the lens of sustainability. So when we think about that roadmap, that really sets us up for this sustainable mindset where we're not just grinding it out for relatively short periods of time. We're thinking about how uh, we need to think about our lives, compartmentalize 
our priorities, our expectations, our goals in order to continue to, to maintain success, continue to, to execute at a level that is commensurate with our expectations, um, that's going to set us up for, for this long-term uh, growth, this sustainability model. So question number two, what does your roadmap need to look like? So sit with that and think about it again outside of just a periodization model, which is classically where we where we where we go immediately as athletes is, oh, my roadmap is this 16 week build plan to get to my my goal event or my peak fitness. It's easy to see that there's a lot more involved. And so back up and think about the roadmap that allows you to drop those pieces of your training plan uh, into your life and navigate it uh, with sustainability in mind. So number two, what does your roadmap need to look like? Number three, what skills and strengths do you need to execute that roadmap? All right, so, so you got your team in place. You've identified who you need around you to be successful, um, to be sustainable, to be fulfilled, uh, to be happy. Then you've identified what it's going to look like to navigate that. Uh, and this is the roadmap piece. You could think about number two as kind of a, a logistics question. Number three is what skills and strengths do you need to execute that roadmap? So this is more kind of nuts and bolts. Um, less logistics, more internal reflection. And again, this is not fitness related. So the question is not, what specific fitness do I need to reach my athletic goal? The question is, what skills and strengths do I need to execute on my roadmap? So this is really going to open things up. So we're talking about mental and physical, right? So what are my mental limiters? Um, do I have trouble uh, maintaining motivation? Do I have trouble with burnout? Um, am I, again, not... Uh, not resting enough? Am I not prioritizing self-care? Um, does the scale tip in the wrong direction um, and I sacrifice really valuable time with family and friends in order in an effort to execute on the training side of things? These are skills and strengths that you'll need to bolster to be successful long-term and be sustainable. Um, so again, more nuanced here. The skill we, we so often, just to reiterate, we so often jump immediately to the fitness aspect. We say, okay, well, uh, what skills and strengths do I need? I need to uh, increase my threshold. Uh, I need to run a sub seven minute mile to qualify for Boston. Um, you know, whatever it is, we, we, we jump to the prescriptive. What that doesn't answer is, what skills, what strengths do you need to bolster to maintain sustainability? And that's really what we care about. That's where, athlete, that's where being an athlete, that's where athleticism shines the brightest is when you do it for a long time. Then you can reap the benefits of the focus, um, of the motivation, of the intrinsic value of, uh, of staying committed to a goal, that's when it really starts to show up. So, so think about your skills, strengths that you need to execute on the roadmap. And again, this is going to be 
compartmentalizing your life, um, you know, from a skills perspective, um, do we need to have a better relationship with food? Do we need to understand how to fuel uh, appropriately for workouts? If if you need to, uh, if one of the um, skills that you need to develop is to get up earlier in the morning in an effort to have. Uh, a productive day to get your workout in, to get to work on time, spend time with kids, family, so on. Um, so there's lot. So this really goes into every uh, aspect of your life. And think about um, again once you've laid out your roadmap and you understand what it's going to look like to navigate. Um, what do you need to to bolster? What's it going to take? Um, and we all have. Uh, we all have weaknesses. We all have things that we need to develop. Um, and so often those are the things that get in our way um, or, or derail success um, because that's what keeps us from the workout. Again, if the end goal is to arrive at some increased level of fitness or to maximize our potential in terms of our physiology, then then what keeps us from that? Well, so often it's not, um, I would say, you know, I don't know what 99% of the time. Um, it's, it's, it's something logistic. It's something mental. It's a skill, uh, or a strength that we haven't taken the time to develop that keeps us from, from execution. So, so we can't start at the prescriptive because that's really not what's keeping us from our goals. So again, number three, what skills and strengths do you need to execute on that roadmap? Think mental, physical, emotional. Um, it is. It goes in every every zone. Number four, um, how will you define success and failure? So if you're a listener of this podcast, you know that I've talked about this a lot. In a few different in a few different arenas or a few different lenses. First and foremost, I think it's important to 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 use words like success and failure and define them in a way that's productive. As athletes, we like to stay away from the word failure. We really like the word success. Success doesn't come as frequently as failure comes, right? In order to achieve success, we have to fail. If we're not failing, we're not we're not pushing ourselves. We're not looking for opportunities for growth. We're, we're in our comfort zone. Uh, so if, you, if you're always successful, one, think about why that is and if you're limiting your potential. But I think it's important to, to use failure. Um, we shy away from it you know, in society, in, in athletics, um, but we want to lean into it. But we want to think about success and failure through the right lens. Um, and, uh, and what those mean. And we want to, most importantly, we want to define those early and often. So again, if we jump straight to the prescriptive, um, we're just going to be surprised, right? If it goes well, great. If we fail, um, we're, we're surprised at that as well. And we're not maybe sure why we can dig in and we can look at, you know, rest recovery, things like that. But, um, but why did we fail? So if we get ahead of it, and again, it's important to outline um, how we arrived at this. So again, we have our team in place. We understand what our roadmap looks like. We know we've, we've thought about the skills and the strengths we need to execute on that roadmap. Um, and then we're going to think about, okay, 
knowing all that, what does success and failure look like? And how do I define that? Most importantly, success is not uh, purely extrinsic. So it's not just, it can be, it can be part of it. So one, one of the answers might be, uh, I want to PR in this race. I want to win. I want to, you know, set uh, a personal best. That's fine. What else? So success is, is it consistency in your workouts? Uh, is it finding balance in the, uh, the, the load that executing on a consistent training plan, um, provides versus our responsibilities externally, right? So, so is that success? Um, and understand that success, there's lots of answers. So, so think about what that looks like. Is it, you know, getting more rest, uh, hydration, nutrition, it could be anything. And then it might end up being some sort of outcome-based uh, component. So again, a PR. So, so think about success uh, just like we think about goals, which are process, performance, and outcome. You can't define success by just the end result. You have to define success along the way so that you can understand what you're aiming for, right? So near-term success, mid-term success, long-term success. And then really lean into failure. So what does that look like? Um, and, and answer those questions. Um, is failure, uh, not having a balanced approach to training, uh, is failure not not being able to make time for family, friends is failure, not being able to, to, uh, grow, uh, or excel in your career while you're giving time to training. So often we see that with, with working athletes is that it's kind of one or the other, you, you, it's hard to, or athletes, one of their goals and one of the ways they define success is to continue to accelerate their career. Um, but they're unable to do that if a train, if with, when they're giving time to their training, so they're getting up too early, they're having to stay up late to execute workouts, whatever it is. So, you know, is that failure that you don't see growth in other areas of your life? So this is also not just related to to athleticism, this is related to, to the entire pursuit of a balanced uh, identity as an athlete, right? So, so as athletes, that's one way we define ourselves, but we also have to have to move through the world as athletes. We have to have jobs and, and families and friends, and, and we have to have passions in other areas. And so um, how is that successful or, or, uh, how does that fail? Um, so think about that, think about it early and then revisit it. Um, are you being successful in the ways you've defined? Are you failing? Um, and again, use the words that hold weight, right? So again, we, we, we like to, to tiptoe around these words that are kind of harsh and, uh, and carry a lot of weight, but I think it's, we want to use those as tools and we want to use those as ways to understand how we can facilitate, uh, the growth that we're looking for. So number four, how will you define success and failure based on one through three? Um, so again, it's important they build on one another. So just like we don't want to jump straight into workouts, we also don't want to jump straight to 
defining success and failure. We have to understand what we're working towards before we can define success, define failure. And number five, um, do all of the things that I've talked about leading up to this, so does, does one through four, do they add value to your life and make you happy? So this is a question that we really, we, we bypass almost, you know, I would say almost all the time as athletes. Um, certainly it's not top of mind. When I talk about adding value, and I've mentioned this in a few of the points leading up to this, but, and I've certainly talked about it in other, um, other episodes on the podcast, but when I talk about adding value, I talk about, or, or I, I, I'm, I'm talking about, does the pursuit of the full expression of your athletic potential does that pursuit add value to your, to your life? Does it add value to your days? Does, does working to navigate life and training and your other relationships and the people around you, again, all the things one through four, does doing that and then being successful in that arena, does that add value? Um, so... I've talked to so many athletes over the years who do it because they've always done it. And when I ask them, does this add value and does this make you happy? Um, the answer has been no. In, their, in the current iteration, in the current form that their, their training and the compartmentalization of of that training and how they view themselves as athletes moving through the world in that current iteration, the answer was no. So we had to think about and lean into some challenging questions of what's going to add value, right? And a lot of times that was, well, I want to do something else. Uh, I, I've been, you know, let's use an example. I've been a road racer um, for uh, a, a road cyclist for 20 years that's what I know. And I ask, does it add value? Does the pursuit of the fullest expression of that athletic potential add value make you happy? The answer was no. Okay, what's going to make you happy? I wanna, I'd like to run a marathon. Uh, I'd like to be a trail runner. I'd like to be a rower. I'd like to do, right? So, so often it, it's, we don't allow ourselves to think about what really is going to add value. When we wake up in the morning or in the afternoon or whenever, and we, we work out and we make time for that, and it's a, it's a fight. I mean, we all know that in order to execute, you have to work for it. So is working for it adding value and making you happy? Um, and so often we do it because we've always done it. Um, you know, I keep getting on the bike because... I've been a cyclist for 20 years. I keep getting out for runs because I've been running since I was in high school. Um, and that, and that, if the answer is yes, that's fantastic. There's certainly nothing wrong with continuing to develop mastery in a, in a specific discipline over long periods of time. That's, that's great. But again, does it add value and does it make you happy? 
And then if you want to stick with that discipline, so so the, in that particular example, there was we we needed uh, to switch disciplines. The pursuit of that sport wasn't adding value, making them happy. But you can also you don't have to to go you know to do a one eighty. Can also think about if the answer is no. Okay, well if I'm still really at at, at the root of this, if I'm passionate about. Um, about this sport, about this discipline. Well, then how do I, how do I address one through four, um, to, to make it, to, to get me to a place where it's adding value and making me happy. So, so very frequently what we see is that when the answer is no to this last question, it's because one through four haven't been defined appropriately or they haven't been defined at all. So that's because, um, and I'll use examples from each, each uh, question. If it's not adding value or making you happy, uh, it's because you don't have the right team around you. So you don't feel support. You feel like, uh, or maybe you're having to, to pull away too much time from your team. Uh, maybe you're not able to, to balance uh, friends, family, support network, uh, self-care, so on and so forth. Um, you don't have a good idea, a clear understanding of your roadmap. Um, so you're not able to navigate. You don't have a clear idea of the benchmarks along the way um, in terms of, in context of your, your full life. Um, you don't have a clear understanding of that roadmap. So that feels hectic. It feels out of balance. It feels like you don't have a firm grasp on how you're going to get there and what it's going to look like. Um, so that's the roadmap piece. Number three, skills and strengths to execute. Um, you're not developing growth-oriented skills and strengths for long-term success. Um, so that's going to feel challenging. That means every day, essentially, you're butting up against weaknesses that you haven't taken the time to identify, and that feels out of balance. That's not adding value and it's not making you happy because it feels like an uphill battle. Um, no one wants to go uphill every day. Certainly when it comes to something that should be uh, adding value and making you happy, like the pursuit of your fullest athletic potential. Um, number four, how will you define success and failure? If it's not making you happy, it's because you haven't... Um, you, you haven't fully identified and defined success and failure. You're not looking for, and I see this happen all the time, when it's not making someone happy, when it's not adding value, they're not able to find success along the way. The process isn't, uh, isn't yielding the success that they're looking for. Success is way out here in the future on this endpoint goal that they've identified, and we don't have success um, built into the process. Um, and maybe we're living too much in the failure. Um, and again, it's not bad to identify failure, but if we're not utilizing it to grow, um, then it just becomes depressing. Um, so, so it's important to know one, when we fail and then what to do with that information. So, um, so, Again, we can see that we really have to arrive at number five. Is it adding value? Does it make you happy? The answer is no. Go back through one through four and see where you're at. 
and why why you can't find value and happiness and then work to 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 reconfigure um, what those pieces and parts look like. Um, so so that's the list of five. And again, no mention of training, of workouts. We know it's a part of it. We know that we have to get there. But again, if we think about the questions that matter for long-term sustainable success, the fullest expression of our athletic potential, all these types of things, we, we can't start there. And again, this was a really, um, a really great, uh, exciting observation for me as we were having conversations with our coaching team to sit back and realize that where the coaches were having the biggest impact, where we as a coaching group were helping our athletes um, uh, become established for long-term success, we weren't talking about training. Um, now they were doing workouts and it was, spe- you know, it, there was specificity and we were looking at, I mean, we're, we were doing all that, but we arrived there only after we had addressed some of these critical questions. Um, and we had worked with our athletes to move through, um, uh, what these looked like in their lives. So, um, you know, it, it really speaks to the nuance, but, but also the, the power and value that being an athlete has, because it's so much more than just a training plan. Um, that's part of it. You need that to be good. But if we're going to assume that the training is individualized and, and specific and periodized appropriately and, and, you know, and, and a good coach is doing the job of a good coach and that's dialed in, there's a lot of other questions we've got to ask before we get there. Um, so real quick, I'll recap. Uh, number one, what's your team need to look like? Number two, what does your roadmap need to look like? Number three, what skills and strengths do you need to execute on that roadmap? Number four, how will you define success and failure? And number five, does all of the uh, do all of the things in one through four add value to your life and make you happy? And that's where it comes full circle. And as athletes, the pursuit of those athletic goals should add value. There's going to be low points. You're going to have days where you don't feel motivated. But at the end of the day, the net outcome should be value and happiness. You should enjoy the process. And whether or not some, you know, a race happens, doesn't happen, you do well, you don't do well, you get sick, whatever, the process is something that's adding enough value to your life that you can't imagine not having it as a critical component on a daily basis. And everything that comes in with that process, the team, the critical thinking, the roadmap, the working on growth-minded um, strengths, skills, uh, knowing how you define success and failure, all that's going to bleed uh, productively into other areas of your life. So sit on those, think about them. Let us know if we can help you. Again, 
endurance-minded.com. Um, uh, for if you want to leave comments or feedback or let us know if you have questions. Also, um, if you want to read more about what um, uh, all of these coaches uh, that I've been talking about um, have to say, you can go to thomasendurancecoaching.com um, and read more about the coaches, the coaching team, our philosophies as a team. Check out the blog, resources, um, uh, any and everything related to uh, what we talk about in the podcast lives on thomasendurancecoaching.com. And as always, uh, we are always available to talk. We offer free uh, introductory call with a coach uh, if you want to talk about uh, how we can help um, how we can help you understand how to arrive at this fullest expression of your athletic potential or anything else. Um, so thanks as always. I'm Taylor Thomas. Uh, appreciate you guys' time, and I look forward to seeing you next time.